Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, here we go. No delays. No what up? 15 and 20 minute waits. No. Was that happening? I, I think it was happening while you were hosting. Uh, yeah, I no, think it, it was. It wasn't happening while I was hosting, <laughs> that's for sure. I think I heard a rumor that it took you guys like a half hour one time to go on. Oh my God, yeah. That was a hot <laughs> rumor in the streets. Anyways, we're here. Yeah, we're here. We got three, let's call it studio guys. Uh, so I don't have to worry about those clowns at the garden. If they never show up, they never show up. Okay? Oh, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> or if Whatever. Joe Sway, uh, somebody stole Joe Sway's charger, allegedly, uh, last game. So he couldn't. couldn't oh, is that what show. happened? Yeah, allegedly. The, allegedly. The you and Bobby show. The me and Bobby show. Yeah, well, it was wow. me and Nick. No, it was me no, no, and no. Nick. Two, two shows ago. Was it oh, two Joe, shows Joe ago. Sway? Just waited to show up. I don't think we go. We didn't get a. We didn't get an explanation for that one. I mean, I'm talking about two nights ago. <laughs> Those are the ones where he doesn't even like. Where he's like in like New New York, and he was like, "I'm yeah. totally on. I'm totally on." And it's like, "Oh man, I was uh, I uh, uh, I must have I must have uh, fallen asleep." Like, no, my man, bad. You were never my on. Bad, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you were. You were he's like, "Can you guys out. keep it down back there? Shh, keep it down, to- Yeah, yeah, yeah. I- <laughs> Anyways, we made it. The Celtics showed up tonight, too, after, I'd say, a pretty bad performance in New York. Some people said we were a little too critical, but I thought we were we were fair in in our criticism of of their performance. But hey, tonight Tatum showed up. Nice little um, response after a horrible uh, performance in New York and Celtics did win. But man, that was a horrible beat. If you bet Celtics minus four and a half. Could not have ended any worse. And you're probably not watching the show. You're probably crying in your bed right now. <laughs> That's a bad beat. <laughs> it was so bad. They were up by so much. And then they still had a chance to cover, but they, the Cavs just couldn't foul in the end. And like they, they had to hit the three before to even make it that way. Oh, man, that was a really bad beat. But anyways. Yeah. So uh, I'll tell you this, Jimmy. I wasn't on the show. I'm sure I would have done a lot of what you guys did. I think. Jason Tatum uh, deserved everything you heaped on him last game uh, and then some. Yeah. For, uh, you know, lack of maturity, not, you know, just not, you know, you know, just, you know, continuing to struggle offensively, being a little bit more passive, uh, getting frustrated. Uh, Everything was everything was right tonight with Tatum. Um, All of it. All of it. Like. From an approach standpoint, and look, it's so easy to be like, well, he scored 40, so of course he was good. The approach was different. You know, there's a lot of people out there who, like, are of the mind, Tatum. 
this is the Twitter debates been had and I've been having with people the last few days of Tatum needs I to noticed shoot, that. Tatum needs to shoot fewer threes. Uh, and I didn't even that wasn't even my main point. Um, but somebody started saying that and, and, and I think and you guys have talked about it on the show, two, three reliant, two, three reliant, and this and that. It's mm-hmm. not threes, it's the type of threes that you shoot. Yeah, and right. you know, we, last game was a game where the Celtics didn't make their threes and everyone can be like, well, they didn't fall, but they didn't do anything other than whip the ball around the perimeter and just try to shoot from outside whenever the first opportunity presented itself. They weren't good attempts. They weren't work it inside, kick it out, move the ball wide open, X, Y, and Z. But tonight, Tatum has a super efficient game. What happens? He gets to the line a lot more, which yeah. is something he hadn't been doing as much uh, uh, recently. Uh, and he shoots fewer threes, and he has overall a more efficient game. But he was doing everything. Even Joe in his really short, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, halftime interview was like he's literally doing. It. I mean, he's making every read. He's making all the right reads. He's not passing up the shots he should take when he gets to the basket or when he's going to the basket. He's making every right read. And he did. He was making sick passes back out to the perimeter, really tough finishes with the left, splitting the defense, almost everything that he did tonight, with the exception of a couple loose handles Mm -hmm. for whatever that's going to happen, was was just perfect. He was just focused. I mean, more than anything else, it seemed that everything he did out there, there was purpose behind it. And the one thing he did I thought a little bit better tonight than we've seen the last few games is moving without the ball. I mean, you, you look at that putback jam that he had tonight. I mean, he doesn't make that play oh. two or three games ago. I mean, that was that. But that, those are kind of plays that when you're ha- when you are the best player on your team, you've got to show a certain amount of diversity in terms of getting your points. You can't just be three point shot, drive to the basket, three point shot. You've got to find ways to get baskets on putbacks, uh, forcing turnovers, get out in transition, do more than just be what everyone is expecting you to be. And I thought Taylor, he showed, he dug a little bit deeper into the bag tonight. Yeah, but he attacked. He attacked again. And you can always see it in the free throw attempts. I, I, what's the, been the thing that bugged me about Tatum recently? The passivity, the settling. Um, if, you, if you go through his game log, one free throw attempt versus the Knicks, two versus Philadelphia. Um, he had a, you know, he did get to the line against Indiana in a bad shooting night uh, and ended up being with an overall, you know, strong performance there. The game before that against Detroit prior to the All-Star great game, two trips to the free throw line. So, again, just being a little bit more passive, that one didn't matter because literally every single shot fell against Detroit um, that night. But I think that that makes the difference. If you look at the statistical difference between Tatum last year and this year, it really is the amount of times he's getting to the line. That's his greatest improvement above all else. Almost every other metric across the board is pretty similar in terms of shooting percentage, in terms of assist numbers, in terms of everything that he does. Um, He's scoring more points because he's getting to the line three more times and making two points something more free throws a game. And that's the key to his efficiency, and that's been uh, super important for him. So it has to be part of his mentality almost every game is to attack. Yeah, I think Sean nailed it. He just looked more focused. You know, he was engaged out there. He was looking for score and, and. all areas of the court. He wasn't just shot chucking. I mean, only six threes um, attempted tonight. That's great. Honestly, keep it that number. I feel like we're talking about Marcus Smart now. <laughs> we're talking about three-point attempts. but <laughs> No, but that's the thing is, like, he's averaging nine plus threes this year, and yeah. some people are like, it's too many, and other people are like, no, he should be taking that. Well, it depends I, I if you're know. a math yeah. nerd or not, right? I mean, if you're a yeah. math nerd, you're pouring over the statistics and the probabilities and the three threes more than two and you're fine with it but if you watch the game if you just watch the game and your own two eyes you can see that Tatum's 
probably more effective when he's in motion, when he's taking the mid-range, when he's yep. attacking the hoop. And that's the stuff that we saw tonight. So um, I was glad to see it. And there wasn't there wasn't all the bitching and moaning that we saw last game and the, you know, kind of one up in the referees. And that's the stuff that I just can't stand. Um, I still don't know how he can be so up and down sometimes. I, I think... I think his baseline for being bad needs to be higher than than what it is. Sometimes. That was, you know, the thing ahead, about him, but, yeah. the, but the thing about Tatum when he's bad at the end of the night, it's like it wasn't as bad as it looked. Sometimes, I mean, like, yeah, well, I mean, he'll have a game where he'll just look like absolute crap out there, and you look at the final five. He's got twenty three points, six right. seven rebounds, yeah. six seven, which doesn't look bad. But we all know the eye test shows you a completely different story. Uh, yeah. and, but to me, that more than the great games he has is the hallmark of a superstar, a guy that can play bad and still put up numbers that for a lot of guys would be season highs. And, and a mm-hmm. lot of that, again, you go back to it is, and, and, and that, that was kind of one of the things I was talking about yesterday on, 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 on you know Twitter, Jimmy, was the amount of the variance, okay? I think the variance matters, the amount of duds. I remember counting, okay. back, last, I, I, counting back last year, and I think in 76 games, there were 23, like, dead on no show, like, bottom of the floor horrible shooting 30 in the 30s low 30s sort of games and i went back and i and i counted this year and there was 15 15 of the 58 games that he'd played had been just horrible shooting nights where he just looks so so bad those three of 15 nights you know eight of eight of 24 um and it's more and those so are the nights where he's taking 12 threes. I imagine, yeah. And too. it's always high threes. And obviously those threes, you know, that when they're not falling and he's cold, he's missing nine and 10, those nights are going to look a lot worse. And, yeah. and I, I was comparing that to like other stars and how many they have. Luca, you know, had five, you know, like, and again, he hasn't played as many games. And then there's others who have, you know, who are kind of outside shooters or rely on the three a little more that are going to have more of those as well. But he had the most by a bit, even though he'd played the most games. And that's kind of how it started. The conversation is, that swing where the but you look at some of those games a couple of them were 10 assist games a couple of them were double digit free throw games where he does squeak out that 27 28 points even when he shot horribly Sherrod you know he's had a couple games this year he scored 31 points and you're like he did not play he had one the other night admittedly he's like I played like ass tonight he ended up with 31 so trying to cut down on that variance a little bit and I think it's just as you said Sherrod focus um kind of maintaining the gameplay this is a really impressive game this is a game where like typically like, didn't you think that against a team that has twin towers like they do and a, and a serious interior presence and these types of teams, these are the ones where Tatum's a little skittish going into the lane. Like there was a clear emphasis from almost everybody early on. You could see that they're, you know, and I'm sure coming from Joe was we're going to attack. And they, 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 they really did. Yeah, I mean, they, they attacked. But this is a good defensive know- team and they're big. Yeah. It's a good defensive yeah, team. They're team. big and, and they're long. And, and the yeah. thing about it is they – the first half was problematic because I just thought the Celtics were way too deep in their own thoughts on how do we do this? How do we do this? Instead of just playing and going at them and attacking them. It, it, this Cleveland team, um, the Celtics would, it, I think their path to the finals would be a lot easier if the Knicks eliminated Cleveland in the first round. Maybe. But again, 32 threes for the Celtics, again, is, 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 is much, you know, much less than you would expect. I mean, they really did, they yeah. really did some work tonight and against a team where you could really see them. Um, that's the type of team that they would, uh, 
not turtle against, but they would struggle a little bit. Um, again, rebounding numbers really impressive. You had three guys with 11 boards each tonight um, in the starting lineup, uh, you know, which you need. You really need a team uh, effort against a team that has the type of length that Cleveland does here. It was an impressive performance against a team that had given them trouble and the type of team that had given them yeah, and you know what? You can't mention that without without talking about Rob. And I, I've, I've been very critical of him over the last few weeks. Um, but this is a big team. This is a team where you need you need a presence uh, in the paint. You know, whether it's you know rebounding or whatever. Eleven boards for Rob. Field. This was a, this was one of his better games so far. You know, definitely uh, near the top of his uh, you know complete games. Thirty minutes tonight. So. Again, is it one-off? I hope not. I mean, he can start to string some of these along a little bit more. You want to see his points in the double digits, uh, certainly. Uh, we talk about how he's become almost a black hole on offense, or just not, not a black hole, but just ignored on offense. What's the opposite um, of black hole? No. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I don't know. It just, I'm not, I'm it not just a, never not a space goes. guy <laughs> as much as I want to be. But, um, but I, I think, you know, like – you know, this is a, a game where he had to come out and, and, and have his presence felt tonight. There would have been huge issues if if Cleveland was able to just outbody everybody down low tonight. Because you talk about at, whether it's Allen or, yeah. you know, they've got bigger guys on this team. Um, you know, and I, I love their guards. I love Garland. I love Mitchell. And obviously Mitchell had a game and a half. He, he always seems to, to bring it against Boston. Um, but credit to the Celtics. They took care of business at home. Um this is a team, like we said, you know, you may see them again at some point in the playoffs. Certainly, um, I can see both teams advancing out of the first round for sure. So um, there's mm-hmm. definitely a, a situation where you could see they could see them in the second round. Well, uh, I, we'll, I, I, go ahead, Troy. No, I, I was, I was just going to say I, I like the fact that the Celtics yes, actually is, made adjustments. They actually tweaked the way they were playing. Because remember, the first half, Cleveland was getting everything they wanted on second-chance points. I think 10 of their first 24 points were second-chance points. And at that rate, you're going to lose by about a good 15, 20 points if you don't shore that up. They did a better job of boxing out. They did a better job. Rob, I thought particularly, was a much better impact player in the second half. Uh, His defense, his movement, I thought he moved a lot better in the second half than he did in the first half. We've talked about this before. When Rob... He doesn't have to keep catching lobs, but he needs to be moving his ass Move. from from mm-hmm. in, from side. There's to side. a lot of standing, yeah. feeling, and I'm just, just gonna out, away just from gonna, the play yeah. sometimes. And there wasn't as much but of that in the second rebounds, half. I'm just gonna yeah. hold off, not move wherever I am is fine. I'm just gonna out jump whoever's around me, and that doesn't always work, particularly because I think that jump isn't quite there, uh, like it has been in um, you know in 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 ghosts of Rob past um, mm-hmm. right now, where he's not just. You, you, you honestly, you can tell the difference in Rob and his ability to kind of get up and get those balls uh, right now in terms of his overall physicality by the amount of tips that he gets. The mm-hmm. tips are normally very good because oftentimes it's I can't catch this and now mm-hmm. I'm going to tip it to somebody free. Now he's tipping instead of grabbing because he's not able to get up there and go up and get it in some of those situations. So he's using it a little bit as a crutch and he's tipping balls that he should be getting his hands on coming down with them and then going right back up sometimes or just collecting the rebound and not you know and and sometimes it works to his favor sometimes not he there's still something slightly off jimmy i could be mistaken but i thought i saw a clip on a clns uh youtube channel uh where you were leading the charge on rob is is not rob right now and that might have been a game ago yeah no i don't think he, i still don't think he's rob i mean i don't I, either but was that again, from last game 
Uh, yeah, we talked about it. Yeah, that was definitely yeah. the last game. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, it's, uh, the last few shows he's been a topic because there's a theme of him not looking like the old Rob. Um, this this looks, you know, he looked a little bit different tonight. I'm not ready to like go apology cam on everybody for sure, but you know, my my big criticism is that he's not doing it consistently enough. So okay. Solid performance tonight, 11 rebounds, plus nine. I think he led the team in plus minus tonight. And three lobs, two went down. Yeah, yeah, so, mm-hmm. I mean, if he can build off that and turn it into a, another one on Friday, great. Nobody's going to be happier than me. I just kind of – I'm a little hesitant. It's almost like, you know, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. I'm not going to – I had to think about that. <laughs> I was like, is he going to get it? He's not going to get it. <laughs> shame on me regardless in most cases, but – you know what I'm saying. I, I want to see a little bit more, but th- this is what I want to see. Um, and it wasn't just Rob. I mean, Al Horford had a hell of a night, too. I mean, he was hitting his shots left and right. I mean, a little bit of a different effect, especially because I think he went six of eight from three. Um, but, you know, the big guys showed up tonight in a game where, you know, size was was definitely uh, needed. Yeah. So. Yeah. The, the, and again, this is a fair point Andrew is making here. I, I I know he's going against two seven footers and and some serious length, so he might have to do that. I think this is a thing he's been doing all year. It's not just it tonight; is. it's all year yeah. where he's not going up and getting all of them, uh, and he is relying a little bit on he's barely dunking on, on his on his quickness and and quick because he's very quick. Sometimes just if I can catch it on the up. Can I just tap it real quick? Because he's not skying for them the way he was no. uh, in the past. That's that's a fact. Um, and you see it from flat-footed. He's not getting up flat-footed the same right. way he used to. A couple of, If he catches down low and he goes up, he's sneaking the ball over the rim. Um, so he's not – he needs to load up to jump. And you see it. That's why people see the alley-oops and you can see him load up get it going and get up there. And they're like, Oh, that looked good. But the, 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 you know, from, from, from mm-hmm. a standing position, he's, there's some lift missing See, there. I think this is inaccurate. I don't, players, I just don't, players I don't can't know just why wait. people think that that's uh, play, not play, right. Players don't just wait. It's not like, it's not like they're warming up and like they're hiding their pitches, like before like the game starts. Remember that back in the day, like, Oh, he's, he's, he, he's not throwing his good stuff. He doesn't want us to see what he has. It's like, no, like, they're out there. He doesn't playing have hard. any good stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's not closing out with that. He's not blocking threes anymore. He's not closing out and getting hands on balls. That's you're not seeing it anymore. You're not seeing a lot of that stuff still. Well, you know what? I don't. I, this is. I don't think we're going to see that even when the playoffs roll around. I, I, that's I think the thing well, is, I, it's another one of these uh, comments. I disagree. Right. He is not consciously playing at seventy percent. He's limited right. right now. There's some limitation in there right now. He's I mean, it could a, be a little mental, mental, you know, hesitation, maybe to some degree. But this isn't strategy. Like, if people were like, "Oh, like Rob's playing chess and we're all playing no, checkers," like, no, that's not it. You know, we are acting like he had two surgeries, not like he didn't. That's right. how we're acting. We are acting like he's had multiple surgeries. This Come is on, exactly. Tino. That's Come exactly on. what we are doing. The notion that he'll be fine and that he's saving himself. I know that's what you want to do when you kind of grab your blankie at night and you snuggle up and you're like, Oh, it's going to, I mean, be fine. Be he's going to be fine. <laughs> like I, we all want to believe that, but like it's, we, I don't know that that's true any more than you do. So don't say it like, you know, my green binky. I want to believe that too. Trust me. I mean, I, more than anybody, I want to believe that Rob's going to just one day, just Celtics wake up and onesie. fly. Yeah. I do. I want to believe it. 
Yeah, it's, it's not happening. It's just, well, it's, it's just. I, I need think, to see I it. Think, I need to see it before I believe it. I no, want to see it. Think, and and if all of a sudden he does, he'll be like, "There it is. He's he I did think, it." You know. I think I think part of Rob's issue is he's trying to figure out what the hell his body can do and not do right now. And part of that, it, it, you're going to be hesitant when you're thinking about that kind of stuff. Uh, I I think we're gonna see, what we're seeing now from Rob. I think we're gonna consistently see through the playoffs. Uh, I don't think Rob is all of a sudden going to become the guy that was jumping out the gym just like that once the playoffs roll around. I think it's going to continue to be like this gradual progress where he's getting a little bit better, a little bit better. But it's not going to happen overnight because the point that I think someone uh, chimed in earlier, he's had two surgeries. Guys don't just – you don't just instantly turn it on like that when you've had the kind of surgeries. That, particularly when you're someone whose greatest strength is your athleticism. That's going to be the one thing that's going to take you Another thing is like these are other takes I don't fully understand. Why are we just reading a box? He was active tonight. That's great. We have seen the the peak of Rob and how game-changing it can be. Guys, you're talking about a unicorn. I hate using that term. You're talking about a type of player that doesn't exist in the league when he's right. He's different, totally different than anybody else. You're not getting that version of Rob. You might be getting – uh, effective play from time to time, as Rob said, I mean, as Sherrod said, when he's focused, when he's moving his feet, when he's active, you can still get a lot of good things off of him. Mm-hmm. We're talking about unicorn Rob, who's a freak that makes 12 plays a game where you're like, he's the only human on the planet that could have done that. That's the type of guy who made them just took them to a completely different level last year prior to getting hurt was probably the defensive player of the year. And that's what he's the reason that double big lineup was impossible to play against. That guy isn't here yet. Maybe he gets here. And if he does great, but if he doesn't, you have to live with kind of, you'll take this version of Rob, but it's still, yeah, reduced, I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot more human Rob. version. It's, Rob. Sure. Yes. Yeah. it's human. Right. And this, exactly. And this, right. And this version of Rob is still good enough when he's playing like he did tonight. Yes. Good enough for you to win He'll a title. You can, you, you can absolutely still win a championship, but if you want to give yourself a little bit more of a margin for error, you get the, get the Rob that we saw near the end of last season when he was the best defensive player in the NBA. No, no, Disrespect to Marcus Smart, but Rob was that good, that impactful. Uh, and if you can get him a little bit closer to being that guy, it gives you a little bit more flexibility to win a championship. Uh, because it, it, this Cleveland game and the, the final score, this was a weird game. Because I thought Cleveland kind of – they were playing their game in the first half. And then the third quarter, the Celtics seemed to be ready to pull away. And then the last, like, five, six minutes <laughs> – Cleveland just said, "Okay, we're gonna we're gonna screw everyone who, who bet on this damn game and mm. just make it a game." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, Jimmy. Yeah. No, it's it's fine. Because <laughs> when I saw really. when I saw the when when I saw the final score was four points, I'm thinking like, "Damn, wasn't it, it was four and a half?" <laughs> oh my god, are you right? <laughs> that is, oh, that's just a that's just a gut punch. Well, also, like on the broadcast, that's they kind of remind you and stuff too. I know. I, 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 yeah, I can't stand this about uh, sports <laughs> coverage nowadays. Like, but I, I know because it's like it's brutal. It's um, brutal. But anyway, you'll absolutely take this version of Rob. We yeah, guys. By the way, we, we, everyone who's just tuning in or missed the beginning of the show, like we're we praise Rob Williams tonight. We're not we're not harping on him, saying he still sucks. We're just saying. 
Well, what I'm saying is this is a lot more what the Celtics are probably trending. Yeah. Like he's trending in the right direction after right. a game like this. Jimmy just said he sucked right. last game. Yeah, I said he sucked the last few <laughs> games. <laughs> My bad. The last few. But games, tonight, Jimmy. tonight, tonight he was tonight he was a lot more in line tonight, with what I would hope to see. It's just tonight, not. It's less just not. Suck. Yeah, it's just not well, a freak. Well, at freak least rock. Jimmy's not picking on 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 the French today, which is good. I'm not picking on that. Oh fish. boy, don't do that. I, I <laughs> not, get don't get me mail. started. Don't get me started. <laughs> I get I get hate mail. All right, let's talk about how Rob Williams isn't himself some more. I'm just kidding. <laughs> let's talk about Grant. What how did Grant how did Grant play? Who how did Grant do? Who? Hold on, let me look up let me look up his line. Hold on. Let me look it up. Pull out the alphabet. Let me look hey, it up. Oh no. I'm not a hater. I'm a hater of the year, bud. No. Anyways, um, Grant. Ooh. So here's the thing. Yeah, the you know, alphabet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like D-N-E-C-D. So I think what's very clear uh, is there's a there's a nine-man rotation that uh, Missoula is going to play every night. And some nights Grant will be in it, and some nights Grant will be not. Will, will be not. Will be we'll not. Will not be. You be not. Grant Williams <laughs> – uh, I mean, we're talking a DNPCD and three games ago, six minutes. Uh, his last, he had a D, his last four games, DNP, two points over 16 minutes, four points over 29 minutes, two points in six minutes. Um, this is Grant right now, uh, ladies and gentlemen. This is your $20 million man um, who is right now fighting for minutes and clearly not playing against taller, uh, lengthy teams. Uh, where he's just not going to be as effective. And mm-hmm. he didn't get in there, man, uh, at all. And, he, and the plan was clearly, I don't think he, barring major foul trouble, he was never getting in tonight. Um, no. I, and I, that, I thought that's by design. And I don't think he's in the tough. Huh? He's not in the doghouse. I don't no. think he's hurt, as, as far as we know. I just think this is where he fits into the team. He's the 789 guy. But on any night, he can, I mean, any night he can be the 10 and be out. And, see, and that, I, I, that's the thing about this team. I, I think they have which like is not five, a bad thing, right? I think they have like five guys who are in the seven, eight, nine rotation. Where any given night, two of those guys are not going to play, and three are, and it's going to be specific, specifically matchup based. When you think about Muscala in this game, he is going to give you better production than than Grant because he has the ability to actually take those bigs away from the basket, which gives better spacing for Tatum to do what he does. When Grant's out there against a team like Cleveland, not, he's, he doesn't have the ability to space the floor. And he is a detriment to your defense because he doesn't have enough size for all that length. Uh, so this this was – I mean, I, I, this is why Joe Mazzula, I think, is a coach who's only going to get better with time. He's recognizing these type of situations and handling them and is not hesitating to make the move. I mean, he gave Grant – he. he cut back the minutes, giving Grant fewer opportunities to prove himself. And when that didn't work, he just said, okay, we're just going to pull the plug. Mike, you're in. Grant, you're next to me. Watch the game. Enjoy. Uh, switch that second. Now, does this mean that Greg's going to get back at it? And he's going to play at some point going forward. Of course it's he is. It's clear that he's, he's he a situational guy. the other night. Mm-hmm. Right. He's a situational guy now. It's all about yeah. the matchup. With yeah. Him. It looks which like. I'm, I'm perfect. And that I makes, think it there's makes more teams. He'll, I think there's far more teams he'll play against than not. But there are some teams yeah. he'll, he will not see. Then this is this is one of those examples where he's just not going to um, going to play. Uh, and it's yeah. 
you know it's you get Which used to that I mean, you can't say it was a wrong decision i mean they were up by a pretty no. pretty good amount um you know in the second half here so uh, I know that somebody asked Missoula about it tonight after the game, so he did he did respond to it. And he did say that it it was matchup related. I think more so on the offensive end. And it, and it makes sense. I mean, when you look at that Cleveland roster and you look at Grant matching up with those guys, it totally makes sense to take take him out of the mix and put Muscala in. Yep. Yeah, and totally. it's it's interesting though because this is a fair. It's you're seeing it now with a kind of return to full health. Um, and I think that this is the most important thing that Joe's going to have to do down the stretch. You know, if you stack the, the priorities, win the number one seed, rest your stars, this and that, I think to me, it's figure out the rotations and figure out who you're going to play in which situations and with whom. And I really would like to see some tinkering and this and that, but I mean, I think he's in playoff mode right now, Joe, he's playing the lineups the way he wants to play them. Um, it's not a short, short, short rotation, but uh, he doesn't want to go past nine guys. And he has right now 10 that are playable um, the way he views it. If, if Hauser's going to be able to give you some minutes. So again, you saw a couple nights where Muscala didn't play at all. Um, and yeah, Grant's going to get squeezed. The, the kind of bigger, yeah, Grant's supposed to, the, the, the bigger uh, question with Grant is again, just future value is how can you value a person at a, at a, the type of number that he's potentially looking for? If he's a guy you on any given night, might not play at all. It really does change it, right? And that's to, what you don't know is Brad might be sitting there like, God, I like Grant. I think Joe should be playing him more, but I'm not going to tell Joe what to do with his rotations. It's his team. But it is still strange. Like, what are you going to do in this sort of situation? If you've got a guy who's only going to play sporadically uh, down the stretch here, what are you doing in the offseason when you're looking at possibly bringing him back? It's great that you're seeing this now, though, because at least when you get to the table and Grant's agent is saying, hey, my gosh, you get 20 million. And you're like, well, is that 20 million when we play Milwaukee and maybe one million when we play Cleveland? Uh, yeah, it's going to average out to 10. Yeah, it, because it's, it's priority. Grant, Grant has had enough opportunities this season where we know what he can and cannot do. We know the matchups that he can be effective and impactful against and the ones where he's going to struggle. And when you're talking about paying a guy $20 million, there better be a very small-ass number of teams where you don't play great against. And it better just be because you just don't play well against them. It can't be because you have some physical deficiencies that make it very difficult for you to be effective. Cleveland is a bad matchup for Grant in every sense of the word. Uh, It really is. And that doesn't make him a bad player. It just simply means that this is a team, and teams like Cleveland, where he's not going to be very impactful to the point where you tonight, a great example, you couldn't even play him, didn't even want to play him against these guys. And that's a problem when you're talking about paying somebody $20 million. Because I don't don't care how much you may not be able to be as impactful. If if it's to the point where I can't even feel confident in playing you at all, I can't see giving you $20 million. That's that. That's it. It changes the conversation a lot. Totally changes the conversation. Yeah, and um, I do want to quickly um, point out because somebody was saying, "Hey, they'd love to do call-ins because they want to be able to disagree with us." Hey, disagree with us in the chat, absolutely. As long as you're keeping it respectful, which all, all of you do all the time. But if you do want to mix it up, join the Discord server, uh, and we'll friggin' meet you. I'll meet you there after school. <laughs> Flip the hat back, John. Get his ass. Get it, John. Get his ass. And we'll do it. Okay? I want to say, 
I want to say well, one no, thing. No, for real. If you do want to get involved in some chat, join that Discord server. We will jump in from time to time and come in uh, and uh, bandy, uh, you know, wits with you guys and trade takes uh, and more than happy to. And we really actually do enjoy it. Uh, it's a fun community uh, and a good opportunity to go in there and just chat Celtics with some like-minded folks. So please check that out. Go ahead, Jimmy. Well, you guys were just talking about Grant Williams and all that stuff. Um, I just looked up. The last time I played the Cavs, um, it was a long time ago, October 28th. Grant Williams played 31 minutes in that game. Um, it wasn't a – wait, let me just make sure that's right. How did that game turn out, by the way? Just curious. Well, I just lost it, so give me well, a well, I can tell you. I'll just save you the time. They, they lost. lost. Yeah, they lost by they, they lost. lost by nine. Yeah. They lost by they nine. Lost. It, the game was in overtime, but still, they lost. Wait, 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 wait. Now I'm looking and he has zero, he played zero minutes, so I might be looking at the wrong. I might have looked at the wrong damn thing. Carry on. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Jimmy, you want us to November, leave for a little bit? <laughs> November 2nd. Sorry, November 2nd. They did lose, but they lost by one, okay? Yeah. And he played, thank you, he played 31 minutes. He had 11.7 rebounds, and he was a plus four. So, there could be some matchup to it, but at the same time, I mean, the last time they played, he wasn't by any stretch, um, you know, a negative in that game. So I don't know if it's all matchup based or if it's just maybe the way he's playing overall right now. I mean, if he was playing, if he had been playing a lot better basketball over the last, let's say, month, I'm sure he's probably playing in this game. You went back to the early Cleveland game? I went Is back to the one on November. Yeah, yeah, the OT. I went to the yeah, they were both OT, right? The first two, but uh, the. Uh, yeah, the first two were the, OT. Uh, the uh that you have no rob yeah it was an uh, back then and you have no uh yeah. you have no muscala at that point not that he was so you did have fewer options uh at that point mm-hmm. in time and cornet was hadn't cornetted himself yet you know what i mean is like cornet didn't uh, really he, play in this one though but yeah you know, sure. i mean he started to kind of show value a little bit later but in the early going you weren't dusting off mm-hmm. cornet so i mean grant was better better or worse than the backup big Right, right out of the gate. I mean, he was starting in some games. So uh, when they wanted to stay double big, he might have started that game against Cleveland. Yeah. You didn't have um, a choice to play him. You, you had really to did. play him. So now now right. it's now it's a matter of But he of didn't choice. play bad is what I'm saying. He didn't. He didn't. No, you're right. No, it's a good point. It's just right now when you have choice, you might opt for other ones. Who's to say it's the right one? Who's to say Grant would have been brutal tonight? But the, right. the, 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 the point, I guess, is Joe is – making a decision um that in hey, some days he's going to cut some decisions. some days he's going to play some guys some days he's going to cut them out completely yeah uh, yeah and, and, I, and I, res- I respect that i mean i because uh, the, even you may not agree with the decision you can you can kind of understand the reasoning behind the decision even if you don't agree with it and that, to me that's the thing about joe that just so far kind of stands out i mean he was make suspended for yelling at a female official that's what it was yeah the first game. <laughs> Yeah, casual. Yeah, yeah. no big deal. <laughs> yeah, he he was I, the game. Yeah, I can't remember where they played that game where he, he got that happened, but he was all over the place um, in that one. That's Grant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cornette, PP, those guys. Where are they? Gone. Blake. Oh, yeah. Here's the thing, though. P party may have talked himself into the bench. I don't know. <laughs> here's the thing. <laughs> the, the, this is why. I mean, we saw this. In the in, in, this isn't the same roster, but you saw this in the fight in the Kyrie year. Everyone points to Kyrie as the person that tore things apart, but huh. Marcus Morris, Terry Rozier, what a bet! Everybody there wanted 
big minutes. You got to be really careful bringing in people. You got to be sure that the people you have, you're lucky yeah. you have Derek White and, and Brandon uh, and, uh, and Malcolm Brogdon being okay with 22 and 23 minutes uh, a night in some cases, totally. six, some cases 16 and 17 because players of their caliber, you could have brought one or two of those guys in and they're like, what the f- I only played, you know, and that could be an issue. I mean, you can't go that deep with guys playing 20. There's just not enough minutes uh, mm-hmm. to, to go around there, you know, past an eight or nine man rotation. If you play nine men, one or one of those guys is going to play five, six, seven minutes. Um, well, really only seven guys can get serious minutes and a couple of those. Guys. So there's not much more you could add to this team right now. Guys are going to get squeezed out. They have as yeah. many use. I'm, could they have other other players instead of the ones they have? Could they have traded for someone better than Muscala? Definitely, but no. you'd have a real maybe not. You'd still have a real crunch uh, minutes wise. You, there's there's not much more. This is who you've got. These are the guys you're going to play. You find yeah. the right combos. But one thing I found interesting tonight was, um, again, it's for as good as Derek White has been uh, and as good as Malcolm Brogdon has been. Neither one played well tonight. Uh, but Marcus wasn't great either, but Marcus just dwarfed them in minutes. And a, again, from a rotation standpoint, this is another thing I'm really interested to see is how often Joe just kind of defaults to Marcus because Marcus is Marcus. You know, we saw it that other night. Which game was that where Derek White and Brogdon were phenomenal and he brings in Marcus to close yeah. the game out and you were like, oh, Philly. And it was like, oh, man, you know, like, I don't know. I don't know. Tonight. Those guys didn't make a case for themselves, but I am curious to see if that's always going to kind of if it's going to look that way. Yeah, well, I, I think that's just, go ahead, Jimmy. You got it. No, I was just going to say, I think all these guys realize that the opportunity is going to come for them and it might not be that game that night, but they've all had points where they've had big roles in this team, whether a guy's been whether one of the other guys have been out or whether it's just been there at night. I mean, Derek White. We were talking about it earlier in the season. He was getting practically double the minutes that Brogdon was getting, right? But we're talking about Brogdon as sixth man of the year. So all of these guys are carving out a role for themselves. And, of course, Marcus Smart being on the team for as long as he has and, you know, defensive player of the year and all that stuff, um, I think is going to get defaulted to a little bit more playing time. But I'll tell you what, Derek White's been the best guard on this team for the, for the last six weeks or whatever it's been. Um, you can really make a case – those three guys, you can make a case for any any three of them to be leading the way in minutes right now. So, um, yeah, but but I think that they all have the right mindset, like you said, John. These guys uh, know what the goal is. At least I hope they do, and certainly Brogdon does because he's consistently come off the bench this year in, 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 on games, even when they were really digging deep to fill out that starting uh, rotation. So he's happy with his role. It's it seems like, and um, again, yeah. it. it you know, the, there's there is only one ball, and I think these guys understand that. You know, they have a talented team. There's there's a lot of guys that deserve to have playing time. Yeah, huge thing we haven't talked about tonight, and we'll get to in a little bit. Um, uh, is uh, Horford the Horford resurgence and how good Horford has been? He's been mm-hmm. the reason they've won two. I think I, I mean, he was huge tonight. I, I think, you know, you're, you're not going to take away from Tatum uh, as well, but, but um, he's been integral in two wins recently uh, and he was awesome again tonight. So it's nice to see, you know, that shot falling and kind of fountain of youth sort of stuff. Totally. Really quick. Wanted to, wanted to put a bow on the grant thing. This was Missoula talking about decision not to play grant. We got some sound sent to us. I'll play that and then we'll, we'll pivot to Al. Uh, he's gen- matchup versatility has generally been a strength of his. So what was it about tonight's matchup that did you want to go with Mike instead? 
Um, just match up on the offensive end as far as, um, you know, spacing the floor and having rim protection. And so when Mike was in, we were able to play a different defensive lineup. Didn't want to switch these guys as much in that second unit. Um, and so they played, you know, because of their sub pattern, we went with the bigger and we were able to stay in 13 a little bit more and not uh, switch that second unit, which is big for us. Yeah. Okay. An answer, an actual answer. I'm happy. That was an actual answer. Yeah. And the way that question was phrased, I thought could have tweaked him. Like, so Grant's super versatile. Like, yeah, why true. aren't you playing the versatile guy? And, you know, it was a pretty fair answer, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it is what it is. And yeah. we'll see Grant again, you know, it's whatever. Yeah. Somebody, somebody commented yeah. it was Grant's best game this year. That's so, that's so horrible. That's, it wasn't, it's not, I didn't say it. I didn't say it. It's not, it's not like, I mean, here's the thing. Grant's not a bad player. It's just that when you start stacking what he does up against the guys that he's playing with, it kind of doesn't look good for him. But if you put him on like the Charlotte Hornets or, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, a bunch of other teams in the NBA, he's, he's playing more. I mean, you put, I mean, if you put him on the Lakers before they made those trades, he's probably averaging a double double on how, on that, how bad that team was. Yeah. Um, Grant's, Grant, you know, he's been, he's one of the guys on this team who's talked about just wanting to win and whatever role he has to play to help the team win. Sometimes your role is to not have a role in the game. Sometimes your role is to watch. And it'll be interesting to see how nice. Grant responds. That's when he gets spin zone. Get back. I'm just saying, that's true. I mean, sometimes your role is to, to watch the damn game. That's what they need know to do. Know your role and shut your mouth type of thing. Yeah. Well, but I'm curious to see how Grant's going to respond the next time he gets out on the floor. I mean, is he going to play with an edge attitude? Like, I don't yeah, want to ever go I back to being will. the 10th man again. Or will he just kind of accept it and be like, well, you know, this is just how this is for me right now. Let me let me try and predict it. He's going to uh, talk a lot. Um, <laughs> yes. He, he, may, he may grab at parts of his body a couple of a times of and look at the rest. gestures, yeah. Uh, he may fall if to he the makes ground. A, if he makes a three, he's going to – yeah, he, he may fall to the ground a couple times and lay there until he realizes nobody cares that he's down there and then have to get up uh, and walk of shame his way back to the other yeah. end of the floor. He definitely would, um, won't commit any fouls, <laughs> even though he'll be called for some. For sure. um, at some point or another, Tatum or Brown is going to kind of look at him with that dude shut up look. Um, yep, I think yep. all of those things are going to happen for sure. So just another I day. Grant. I love Grant. Grant's my guy. That's my guy. I'm still going to hang out. We all love Grant. You know, I, yeah. I know. And look, it's a love to hate sort of thing. Even all of this stuff is probably how they treat him, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what Grant does when he gets back out there. I am. It does I, suck to – I mean, listen, anyone who's ever been on a, a team, whether it's beer league or what, I mean, I guess beer league, you just put yourself in the game, but – Anytime you're sitting, yeah, it's not fun though when, when, you know, you have to sit and watch in a game where you you think you can contribute and you want to be able to help. And um, if, if that doesn't light a fire into you, then, then you don't, then you don't have a competitive spirit. So this might happen. I'm sure you will. Yeah. You might do that. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Oh, damn. So what about Al? Let's talk a little bit about Al because Al was very, very, very good tonight. Um, And it's great. Scary good. It's great to be good. I mean, even shots that didn't count were going down for Al in this game. I mean, he – 
this is this is playoff Al. This is the Al that you needed come the postseason if you're going to have a deep run. Uh, the, your fifth, basically, he's your fifth option out there, and he's going to get looks. It's it's a weird it's a weird dynamic that he has with this with that starting unit because even though he's not really counted on to be much of a scorer, he's going to get the, enough opportunities to put up big numbers almost every night. Um, it, it's it's just weird how they utilize him. Uh, from an offensive standpoint, his defense was was good, I, not great, but it was good tonight. Uh, and and Al, like I said, he's just going to be such an important cog for them going forward if they're going to have any shot of winning the title. Yeah, yeah, he's he's tried and true. He's not the he's not the sexy guy to cover out there, right? He kind of just floats around a little bit. Maybe maybe you lose him, you're focused on Tatum and Brown, right? Or or Marcus Smart's running around. Um, and Al just kind of does his thing. And and Tatum was looking for him tonight. Um, I mean, everybody was, but eight he made some field. pretty sick blind passes today. Yeah, he, he yeah. did. Yeah, he did six of eight from three. I mean, you know, a couple of them go down early, and and you start to feel it if you're Al Horford and the guys. The guy's been doing it for a very, very long time. There's no, there's no, uh, certainly no situation where he's not ready for. You know, so mm-hmm. um, he is going to be huge for them, huge for them in the playoffs. But that's uh, no the thing is like. That. The bigger Al isn't the one who pops off for a game like this with 23 points. The important Al is the one that doesn't completely disappear because you got a lot of Al games that are like 0 for 2, you know, like where he's just not involved. Yeah, I mean, they're not expecting And that's fine. That's not, you're not expecting, it's not Al's role is to do a lot of things, not just that. But sometimes you just need a little there. You just need supplementary stuff. So you just want to make sure that you're getting a little bit from Al. Uh, and yeah, every once in a while, he'll friggin' save your ass. And he's done it before. And when he does mm. that, it's it's gravy. But um, just him being able to like contribute a little bit on offense, you know, that shot's been going down at a great clip all year. You want him yeah. to be in a position where he can shoot it. I mean, this is a total revival year of, for him. Uh, from behind the arc, it's like his first year. Was it, which year was it when he shot forty three with the Celtics? Um, you know, I say second I year know. here. Yeah, his second mm-hmm. year, forty three percent. He's right there. That year he was de- that year he was a real weapon. So knowing that you have that, it just it improves the spacing so much when you're able to get him out there and get him to get those shots. Uh, and when they fall, it really changes the dynamic of the offense, particularly that first team offense. If you're not going to get much from Rob and you're not going to get a lot from Sh- smart in the shooting uh, variety, uh, in the shooting uh, you know department, Al knocking down some shots really does uh, change the dynamic of, of, of how that first team unit can play. So I love to see it. Love it. Facts, love it. And again, what's amazing is, um, I don't, uh, like, I still can't tell that he, he's still, he's, to, he's, he's really Tom Brady in terms of appearance. Uh, I'm sure physically he's not as spry as he was, but the dude legit looks exactly the same as he's always looked. He's, it's unbelievable. It, you know, his overall fitness and just the way he looks does not look like an old man at all. No, he's a. Yeah. He's a professional athlete. He's a okay. friggin' he's a professional he's athlete. He's a pro's pro. He's he's in the tip top shape. I mean, we talk about this guy like he's sixty years old. He's what, thirty-five or something like that? Like yeah. he's, he's the you know, oldest guy I've ever seen. <laughs> he's a dinosaur out there. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, man, credit to him. I mean, he's obviously a true yeah. professional. He's, he's thirty six. He turns thirty seven this summer. It's pretty freaking old. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. For basketball. For for yeah. basketball years it is. But yeah. you know, these guys it's not you Udonis know, Haslam out there no. who's like 60. Oh, gosh. No. 
<laughs> but there's some guys, you know, the, the well-conditioned guys, man, they know how to hang around. And, they, and, and he Al adjusted his game. He evolved. He became a, an outside shooter. That wasn't his game the first when he came into the league at all. Yeah, and, and if he never adjusted, he probably wouldn't be in the league today. So, you know, he's been able to, to save his body by floating out to the three-point line instead of banging down low with all these mm-hmm. young bucks, uh, 6'10", 7-footer guys. And he's worked on a shot. So he, not only is he floating out there, he's hitting shots. So, I mean, they just they just extended him. I mean, the guy's yeah. got another few years left in the tank. And, um, you know, he's always been somebody who's really taken care of himself. Um, yeah. He's always been in great shape. And he's, I, I, would, I would hope that some of the younger guys on the team um, take notes on, on how he sort of conducts himself off the court, not just on the court. Yeah, um, this is a fun one. I'll leave this comment up here. It's a fun one to uh, answer. Um, and I just wanted to be clear. It's asking John, Jimmy, and Sherrod and not Bobby. Not so Bobby. Bobby does not get to answer this one. Uh, but guys, <laughs> we'll see you yeah, later, Bobby, Bob. We'll, Bobby, we'll get your take on the game. I did want to answer this question from Judah here. Um, uh, what? What? I mean, if you if you do point to a weakness on this team, what is it? For me, he's trying to answer, and I told him not to. I, I told him uh, that. Uh, I didn't know who you were. You, you just threw it on the open. <laughs> I said John, Jimmy, or Sherrod. For me, I'll go. I mean, I, I actually think it's more its more mental. I think it's more toughness. Um, obviously, I have some concerns um, at the five spot because I don't know about Rob's health and I don't know how consistent yeah. he can be. But for me, um, sometimes I feel like this team gets punched and they don't punch back. Um, sometimes I feel like certain teams have had their number over the years. And um, I just want to see – a little bit more of punch first mentality and, and like sort of foot on the throats, especially when it comes to um, coming down the line here and into the playoffs. I'd love to see them fight and get that number one seed from the Bucks. Uh, I think that would just do a lot for them just to know that they were able to sort of, you know, fight down the stretch and, and, and you know, fight off teams like the Bucks and the Sixers who they did have a nice, you know, that was an up and down game over the weekend. But for me, it's, it's more of the, and the mental side of it than it is um, like a specific issue. Now, that being said, their outside shooting is 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 a hit or miss, literal. Um, and, and sometimes when they're off, it, it really, really does um, make you think that they're a little bit too one-dimensional there. Yeah, Sherrod. Yeah, it's the bigs. It it scares the crap out of me because your 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 first option, Rob, is is somewhat fragile. You literally have no idea how long he's going to be able to play or whether he's going to get back to playing at the level that we're accustomed to seeing. You've got Al who is, again, he's on the other side of the basketball mountain, and he's going down. Uh, but I give him credit. He's not going down without a fight. He still has a lot of, of juice in him. But no one would be surprised if Al had a three, four, five, six-game stretch where he just couldn't make shots. Um, mm-hmm. it's, and, and, and a lot of that, I wouldn't attribute that to him. Just I would attribute that more than anything else. It's just father time, slowly but surely catching up to you. Some days he's going to stay with you longer than others. So for me – it's the big man situation and the concern that there's so much uncertainty about your best bigs and whether they're going to be ready, willing, and able to play at the at high enough level that you're going to need them to be at in order to win. Yeah, I, I, I agree with all of those. I'll go – I would go late game execution um, as the thing that always worries me the most um, because it's a problem that actually doesn't have a solution You because you just kind of hope it goes well. Um, By the way, problem tonight too. 
Yeah, and again, it, it always kills me because they don't know who to be in those situations. The things that work for them for the first 45 minutes, 44 minutes of a game completely just crumpled up and thrown in the trash, and they still go into this crazy slowdown mode, this ISO, this hold the ball. Um, you know, they give it to Tatum. The point guards are neutralized. You know, depending on the lineup you play, particularly with a lead, it might be a defensive lineup that features bigs who aren't going to shoot. You're, 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 you're you're leaving Marcus in the game, but you're not putting the ball in his hands to make plays. And I, I don't know between both the lineups that they're going to use to close these games and just the style of play. I don't know how that problem gets better. I, I really don't know. And that's why sometimes you want to see a guy like Brogdon in there, you know, like who's going to control the ball a little bit more. I, but I don't know that that's the answer. It's just they, they've clearly shown a reluctance to keep it in the point guard's hands in these late game situations. And they give it to Tatum or Jalen and they just kind of let them hold it. Um, and they just stagnate. And it, 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 that that's always going to be the thing for me. Yeah, And I don't know, I don't know what you're what you do different. A lot of it's ball control. Who's who's handling the ball in those spots? Right now, I don't think they know. It's who's always on the floor that. in those spots, yeah. which is a problem too. Uh, Joe not revealing much on that front. I've been shooting up for three games on it, and it's still really hard to get anything there in terms of like what they're going to look like rotation wise. And they're experimenting. It makes sense. They're just getting healthy for the first time. I held out on double big. I'm glad I did because I loved it tonight. <laughs> I thought it was. I was I was anti, but it, they, they they did well tonight. The numbers were pretty up. grisly after the break, but yeah. It's yeah, it's flipped up for three games bad there, and you're almost wondering, all right, do you have to get right back in there? But Cavs game tonight, good matchup for it, and uh, ball control looked great, whether it was Brown getting on transition, whether it was Smart throwing outlet passes, whether it was Tatum setting them up in the half court, and Tatum changed everything for them tonight. But when you get to that crunch time, like you're talking about, John, who, who who's – Who's got the ball more often than not? It's Tatum, and he needs to be the one. I, I saw it tonight more than ever. They're going to do what he does. If he's just tossing around the perimeter, just settling for jumpers, that's what the team's going to do. They're going to fall right in line. When he's yeah. flying around like he was tonight, cutting, running on the break, yeah. screening, trans, all the different stuff. Tonight was that MVP early season Tatum. And, and Sherrod said you didn't early, see that the, the, last move, three the movement without the ball, you know, just where he was at all times, even the putback slam, just oh, putting, that, himself, yeah, that was putting himself in a position to make plays all over the court instead of kind of just waiting for it or setting up at top of the key and kind of, you know, clear out. It was such a good chart. Tatum game. It's such a great shot chart, Bobby. That's what we come started on, the show with. <laughs> no, no, I don't do that. Oh, come on. It's beautiful. It's right. so good. And only six threes. It. One, two, three, four, five, <laughs> six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve shots in the paint. Just three mid and fourteen And 14 free throw attempts. And again, yep. when people get annoyed Incredible. with Tatum, it's because the reliance on three seems almost in place of doing other things or, or working more on offense. And I'm not going to say – Tatum's not a worker. Tatum is one of the Tatum plays both ends of the floor. Um, but I do think sometimes in offense, he does take the easy way out with some stuff. Um, and when he does on those games, like he did the last couple, it's a mixed bag. The shots either falling or it's not, but that's kind of all you get out of it. But when he's doing what he, and tonight was a, a, almost a, he almost pitched a perfect game tonight. It was so good offensively. And Missoula said it, you know, 
uh, we, as I said, you know, in the to, to Malika on the ESPN broadcast, like he made all the right reads every time he went to the basket, took the right shots, didn't pass up any good shots, he didn't force anything. It was just a per, it was just like a near perfect, perfect game. game. Yeah, especially yeah. when you consider the opponent. I thought this was his best game against you. And didn't you think a team like this is usually the one where you'd be like, I don't know if I can get to the paint against these guys. Yeah. He was really aggressive. This is normally the type of one where he gets into the key and he's like, what do I do now? He didn't do that at all tonight. This is super impressive. This this win yeah. was great. And I think you caught Cleveland on a bad night. They looked terrible. Mobley's shooting threes early. I don't know what was going on with his approach. It, midway through the third quarter, I think Mitchell just gave up on the team and started taking every shot to try to get them back into it. So you did not catch Cleveland on their best night. Though, they've slipped up a little bit lately. And I, you know, one of my big things, John, early this season was I thought this was the team that posed the biggest threat. Everyone mad I said Malik instead of Malika. I apologize. Jesus Christ, guys. Anyway, go ahead. I, I thought, and I'm very interested to see Monday and see what teams show up. Because, uh, you know, both were pretty good in those first two games early this year. Celtics were missing Rob. That obviously made a difference tonight. But you see those weaknesses on Cleveland's roster. They get nothing out of the forward position, the small forward. Their guards are so small. Tatum and Brown can go right at them. And the Celtics easily took their bigs out of this game. And I was actually super impressed by how smart took Garland out of this game until late. Uh, so this is a team that really scared me. They've slipped up lately. They did not play well tonight. And I'm definitely moving toward being less fearful of them. They did not impress me much tonight outside Cleveland. of Mitchell. Yeah. Well, they just don't have any depth. I mean, it, no it's, depth. It's, and that, to me, that's more than anything. It, and they did nothing movement. at the deadline. No, I thought that was the one team that would be very aggressive at the deadline because they've got a really good core when you talk about Donovan and Garland and two twin towers. But everything outside of those four, you should have put something together to get you, a, I think, a at least a starter-like wing, because uh, I think that's really what they need at this point when you look at their roster. But well, they added they added one guy at the buyout market who I actually caught up with tonight, so I got some exclusive insight for you guys. Danny Green, who was linked to the seriously, Celtics. Bobby. Bobby. Oh no, seriously? it's not a great addition. You, I mean, you you made Danny Green sound like he's Draymond Green or something like that. He <laughs> Danny's not gonna do a Danny's not gonna do a damn thing for that team. No, um, Danny's, I did. Danny's tank is damn near dry. All right, I did talk to him. Uh, it, he was linked to the Celtics. He's a good dude. Looked like they were yeah. looked like they were closing in on him there for a minute, but he told me that the uh, Celtics actually never communicated with him. He, that he was looking at them as a destination, and they never really responded or communicated to him. He was looking at LA as well, and he landed in Cleveland. And uh, you know, when I asked him how it's going there so far, he's like, "We're figuring stuff out." You know, like we're. He didn't sound thrilled about how things figure out the so bench, but Bobby, Bobby, Cleveland was the only team that wanted him. That he, he didn't want to come out and say it, but mm-hmm. I was interested in Boston, but they really weren't interested in me. Then there's LA, but they're not interested in me. But I'm here in Cleveland, so what? Yeah, if LA is interested LA, in you, something's wrong because they should be interested <laughs> in everybody. I like the idea of him coming here and. That roster spot's still open. Doesn't seem like they're moving a, fast. Like, I mean, Danny, Danny's a good locker room guy, but beyond that, yeah. I just don't see him giving well, you much Gerard, in terms of production. I don't know what this means, but he would have been the only guy on the roster with the championship, and he has multiple. Uh, I don't think Celtics that means anything, especially if you're not playing. Yeah, I, I guess it, it is nothing. I mean, have, I think it's nothing. the right type of guy you want. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, is there a role for him? Clearly not, because it's an opportunity. 
So, and that's why they're going to struggle to get guys. Uh, they, if if he was that's there, that's why Terrence Ross didn't want to come here. I mean, Terrence Ross, I think he would have been a great fit, but Terrence is looking around and thinking, I'm not going to play in Boston. Why would I? Kevin Love want to play. Yeah, these yeah. guys want to play. You always think guys just want to jump in and ring chase, but you, know, you got Blake for that, and uh, yeah. No one else is really and, coming. People, people freak yeah. out about that decision, and I want to, you know, provide some info there because it does entice people more than I think it should. But it doesn't really matter, does it? The fifteenth guy, especially no, on this no. team. I mean, they have them. They have the fifteenth guy doesn't matter. The eighth guy matters, or ninth guy, if that's what you were going to acquire with that last roster right. spot. There's right. no way they're finding anybody on the buyout market who's sliding in ahead of Grant Williams in the rotate. Those guys don't exist. Like, just mm-hmm. look at the team. I don't know what people want right now. You literally can't play Grant Williams some nights. Um, you're not going to. And again, obviously, Grant is going to be in <laughs> tonight. The was the only night, John. Come on. He played six minutes a couple nights ago, but I'm saying there'll be nights where is, are you going to find a guy better than Muscala? You know, probably not. Like I just, you know what I mean? It's like the guys who are eight and nine in your rotation right now are not going to get bumped by a buyout guy. They're just not. If you grab a buyout guy, it is literally some tall stiff, who will play a few minutes in case you lose two bigs or something like that. That's probably the only insurance you need or the only thing that will. And even then you still have, you still have Cornette who's not playing right now. I don't, I don't like that by the way, but when you've obviously we know you don't like that, but if you, you've already gotten Muscala as a big and you've got Cornette and on any given night, those guys can't play. You think you're going to find somebody who's sliding in ahead of both of them. I, I just don't see it. So I'm sure you guys discussed it. What do you make of that big man rotation tonight? The front court rotation. Uh, no Grant, Mascala sneaking. What do in you make for, of it? We already gave our points. We, we want to hear you, yours. You, you, you fill it's, it up here, and then we're gonna go. If it, it feels disheveled right now, what they're doing there, I, they're trying to make this Mascala four thing work pretty aggressively. Now he didn't play for three games in a row there. Uh, I know he had some knee pain coming into this game. So tonight was really the first night that they tried to aggressively get him going in that spot and pair him with the different bigs. They went to Blake early last game. It didn't get that. Every time I asked Missoula, he just says matchups. Unfortunately, Jared followed up tonight with that, with that other question, but uh, I don't get what they're going for there. Cornette was giving them good minutes early this year. Now they're trying to move Mescala to the four which doesn't look natural to him. And now they're pulling Grant out of the rotation. Now, I get it. Grant did not play well the last month or so here, a month and a half, might even be two months now where he's played below his standard. But he's a guy who knows this system. He's important to you defensively. He hits threes at a high rate. Maybe Mescal is a better shooter than him, but I don't know why you're messing with that. I get you got to look at different things and experiment, but – it almost feels like they really want to get Grant out of there and see if they can try something else, which I don't know. It feels like they're messing with something that worked, and I don't know if they're finding anything there right now. I think they're going to end up right back at Grant. I, I think Grant's going to play plenty, and Grant's not gone. I think there are certain games where Grant might get squeezed. We've seen it happen twice now. This is the first time they've had everybody healthy at the same time. So we've never seen it. The amount of minutes being played by certain people like Grant – uh, or, you know, getting 28, 29 and 30 minutes at times was was simply dependent on the fact that they were just down bodies. And honestly, Bobby, again, Cornette playing at all was just based on the fact that you were just 
down people. You're not, he's not playing. He's not going to play more than nine guys on a night. Most likely you might go 10, but if you do those, those ninth and 10th guys are getting single digit minutes, not enough to make, they might get a little stint. Somebody's in foul trouble, something, but the minutes don't exist. So how are you finding Cornette minutes here? You know, like I understand Grant over Muscala if you want to debate it, but you know, I, those other guys are not, they're not going to find, they're not going to find time. Cornette's yeah, not you, finding time here short of an injury. That's not going to happen. And, and you do need to integrate Muscala. So I get uh, getting a little more assertive with inserting him there. I mean, again, he didn't play he, three yeah. games in a row, but I don't, I don't know. It doesn't look like they're developing anything right there fast. I'm, how are you guys feeling about Muscala so far? I know he hits a lot of threes, but he does shoots. he give you anything else? I don't know. What are you, what are you looking for? Size. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think he's he some gives size. You... That's an upgrade. I, I again, I just yeah, think, he can I shoot. Think... He's not. He's he's the opposite of Rob. Rob doesn't shoot. He does. It's a little bit of a uh, of a difference in style for sure. I mean, you're not gonna listen. They 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 didn't get him for much, Bobby. I don't think they're expecting him to you know, play 35 minutes a game and drop 25 points a game. He's coming in, playing 10 minutes a game, spelling out Horford for a bit. Rob, he's Rob Insurance, right? Yeah. And yeah, yeah, Cornette's there as well. That's kind of what you were looking for, I think, at the deadline slash buyout market. You were trying to get a big who could do a few things. Quite frankly, I'm stunned that nobody thought thought of him as an option. He kind of fits a lot of what they would were probably looking for yeah. um, at that point in the season. So. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know why he went three games without playing. I thought that was strange unless it was injury related. Um, but I think they do have to work on finding a little bit of a, of a role for him. Uh, definitely. It really comes down to, is he replacing like anybody of value no. or, or, or did we are is again, is it just the legend and the myth of Grant and who people have kind of talked him up into being again? I think Grant has value relative to some of the other people who were on the team at the time because of his versatility. But when you add more bodies, that versatility matters less because now you have specialists or you have people that can do some of the things he does, but maybe not all of the things that he does. And therefore he's not, the versatility isn't as important when you were down, when you weren't playing Hauser and when you didn't have Muscala and you were down a big, you can slide Grant into a four role, into a three role. You could sub him in for, for Tatum. If you needed to, you could play him as a big and a small ball, lineup as a second big there's more opportunities there but when you're full when you're flush that versatility matters less because other people that are better at him it's a whole jack of all trades master of none thing Uh, you know everyone all the other guys ahead of him are better at each thing that he does than he is so he gets marginalized a little bit and he could get squeezed between the cracks i think you're right I, I He's think you're still right, going to play 20-something minutes of a lot of games, but that's what ends up happening to Grant. The versatility being his biggest attribute becomes less important when you have a lot of bodies. I, I think you're right because Joe, once he finally explained it further, said they're looking for spacing, which Muscala is a better shooter, at least recently, than Grant. Uh, we'll see who ends up better he gets by the end shot of the off. Year. He gets a shot off more easily than Grant mm-hmm. does. And, and they're looking for rim protection, which taller, longer – can play the four next to those guys or even play the five in a drop. They don't like yeah. Grant at the five anymore. So you put him in at the five next to Hauser in that small ball lineup. They rolled and granted to Joe. Yep. We'll see where this goes, but I think the rotations tonight hit perfectly, especially when they went from double big to start the game into the three guard lineup, into that Mascala Hauser mm-hmm. lineup. 
played faster, played with more shooting and got out and opened the court up for Tatum to have the game he did. So another check on the box for Joe. I thought a lot of good decisions tonight, a successful yep. challenge again, uh, another good game from him where he, you know, coached a pretty good coach in JB Bickerstaff. So a uh, big win for Missoula here after two losses to this team and doing it pretty emphatically, getting Tatum going again. We'll see where this whole Grant thing goes right now. Very frustrating night for him. You didn't see him. I know you guys watched the broadcast. Not the usual jovial Grant along the sideline, and he didn't really want to talk after the game either. So I got a comment from him in um, in Philadelphia about the six-minute game. Uh, you know, said so he's going to be frustrated when they lose if he doesn't play, but if he if they win – He'll be fine with whatever they go for there. Um, yeah, you know, there's a couple other guys were saying that everyone has to sacrifice right now. That's been a big theme on the team this year. So he's gonna have to do so, just like a lot of other players on this team have this year. And you see it in guys' styles. You see it in guys' minutes and their roles. Uh, that's been pretty universal this year. So Grant can't get too worried or concerned or down about not playing because everybody on this roster for the most part outside the stars have sacrificed. You look at Brogdon moving to the bench. You look at Horford just becoming an exclusive three-point shooter. Um, different guys sitting. The Scala sat for three nights. Rob went to the bench early on. A million people on this roster sacrificed in different ways. Jalen talked about the All-Star break about how he sacrifices playing next to Tatum. So I know it's going to be tough. Which is a howl, by the way. <laughs> I know it's going to be uh, tough for Grant ahead of free agency, but uh, he might take on a smaller role on this roster. Uh, so, yeah. you know, when you see a Milwaukee and when you see a Philadelphia, Grant's going to be right back out there guarding Grant, and beating Giannis. Grant's having, like, Grant's having his Dennis Schroeder moment right now. Um, oh, oh, boy. <laughs> that means no. That means that Sherrod and Bobby would completely <laughs> – Joe's completely turn on. No, Grant. it's his. Uh, he gave up. You know, he gave up his sixty million or his for you know twenty forty eight fifty million. Oh, he's that. Be a, you know, that, oh, that. That's oh, what yeah. I mean. He's gonna he's be a. Oh, bag. I forgot about that. He's gonna be a one year. He hasn't. You know? <laughs> we haven't. The only difference is the only difference is is Schroeder actually had a bag to to get to drop, whereas I don't think. Well, it's interesting. I, think Grant I mean, you bring was an imaginary bag. You, you bring in Gallinari, a guy who can push him a little bit. You bring in Mascala, a guy who plays his position. I mean, they're looking for options there ahead of his free agency. They're looking for insurance, it looks like, in case they end up losing him there. And it's it's a smart, wise thing to do, roster management-wise, yeah. especially if you can keep the cost low with these guys. What does Gallinari make next year? $6 million. Um, Mascala makes $3 million next year. So it's risky business, right, John? You get a little thrifty. You're like, can I get this for, you know, it's not risky. It's not, it's not that risky. It it's is actually, risky. It, Gallinari and can't play next year. It, it's good business. It's good it business. Is, it is. Because that's the, it, it's good business. If you can, again, if you can supplement, if you can get close to what you'd have to pay 16, 18, 20 million for with six or seven, that you, that's a win. You take those every once in a while because again, you can't pay everyone on your roster. Can't pay eight guys on your roster twenty million dollars plus. You get what you pay you know? for, though. Yeah, but again, if the if it's a marginal drop, you live with it. That's it's a salary cap world. You can't yep. always have everything you want all the time. If Grant is ten percent better than the combination of those two guys for one more year, but then you just reload either through a draft pick at some point or another, or bring in another person, or you grab a mid level that you, you you make do sometimes. And that's I think Grant is sadly going to fall into that category of a casualty. I really do believe at the beginning of the year. Brad gave him an offer he couldn't accept. 
um, no, knowing he wouldn't take it because I don't think they're super serious about committing to him. Or if they do, it's very much on their terms. I don't think there's a meet in the middle. And I've never thought there's a meet in the middle scenario. It's if you want to stay for this, we'd love to have you. I'm not going in. I'm not going a, a dollar over. And that number might be coming down. So again, we'll see. We'll, we'll see how it goes with Grant. It's an interesting offseason conversation. Uh, we've been going uh, a bit. So we're going to wrap it up, but we're back. We've got a couple more games um, this week. we got the Nets, then we got Cleveland again. Is that right? No, Knicks on Sunday. Oh, Knicks, Knicks, Knicks. Knicks. Sorry. And then and then to Cleveland. They go to Cleveland, yeah, right? Back to back. So you'll be missing Rob and Al in one of those games, respectively. Yep, Rob and Al. Uh, but um, it'll be fun. We can just spend – it'll be half the show talking about uh, Ben Simmons. Uh, uh, he won't against, be making uh, that trip. Or any trip. <laughs> Ever. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> Who was it? Who was it? Was it Chandler? Par- Somebody was on one show today being like, you, you might have to accept that Ben Simmons is literally just going to be like a bare minimum. I said it to you guys. I think they're going to Chandler Parsons said that. Season. Chandler Parsons. Yeah. I guess he would know, I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, By the way, great seeing Big Perk in the house tonight. I'm sure you guys saw him on the TV. Yeah, that was fun. Perk's been talking listened. a lot. Perk's been, Perk's been saying a lot of things. He has a Perk, book out, correct? He's got a book. He does have a book out. He I'd can like write to too. On, he can uh, talk and he can write. I'd like to get him on the show. <laughs> now, Sharon, about... there's a guy who said two words in the locker room. See, uh, every year I co- every year I cover the team. I mean, he wasn't a guy that was yapping. Isn't that something, the Jimmy? Way he is now. You know what? Though? See, the, the thing about Perk though is that Perk didn't do the group chat thing. Yeah. He did the if you slide up the perk and it's just you and him or you and him and maybe one or two other people. He's great. Yeah. Oh my gosh, he was he's- rarely important enough to be put up among the first two or three guys as the talk to this guy. But yeah, yeah. I, that personality was always under under the uh, was always there. Yeah, it, now, my, I think my- I think he was just silenced by KG, right? I mean, most most people were. If you weren't KG, Paul or Ray. You weren't really talking. Oh, I don't know. Really talking that much either. But those guys are always. OKC Perk had kinda. some swag. You could see it. No, he did. On, Once you know? he left Boston. Yeah. Well, he was young in Boston, wasn't he? Guy here at 18. Yeah. And, I mean, he's, yeah. he's, he's a rookie there. Odessa, Texas. Yeah. But he was there yeah. for a while. So he had some yeah. clout. Him and Rondo did their thing together. By the way, I had to put um, this dude exhausted coffee. And I had to put him in a, in a timeout because he was just trolling and being annoying in the comments. So just let everybody know if you're going to be annoying. Everyone seems upset about him, yeah. If you're going to be annoying, like I'll let it slide for a while. But if you're just constantly annoying, you're, you're going to get – I didn't ban the guy. You can be I, annoying for a little while. I put him in a timeout. That's why he stopped talking. So And, and I, I guess I will allow Jimmy to, 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 to kick people out of my chat. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was just – it was annoying for me. I like reading the chat. I, I, I can't – I can't read like annoying, annoying people nonstop though. Just I think the people, I think the people, the chat turned on him, Jimmy. I think you did them a service. They did. I could tell that it was going the wrong way. So I just, I did everyone a favor. Yeah. All right. Cool. Anyway, thank you all. Even coffee. Uh, maybe he'll be better next time. Yeah. Uh, he wasn't banned. He was just putting a time out. Just a little time out. Just a little lesson learned. Corner. We're all learning. We all learned something. You and my, you and my four-year-old twins. Just go sit in the corner for a little bit. All right. Um, I'm the you guys catch that at all? No, I was watching the Celtics. Oh, he had like 23 points. I they won. I, yeah, I didn't catch it, but I, I think he did his thing. Yeah, how can I miss you guys if you won't let me say goodbye here? Yeah. Well, welcome yeah. back, John. Good to have you back. Yeah, it is good to have you back. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be off for the next week, but I'll see you guys. Uh, 
There were a lot of rumors that uh, a lot of rumors were flying that it was like a, a mandated time suspension. away. Yeah, suspension. Yeah. Um, I went a sensitivity training. Sensitivity yeah. training. That's another one that we started <laughs> up. Yep. Left the country. It was- it was because it was because of all it was because of all the grief I've given Bobby over the last three years. They finally, it, it, CLNS HR got me. Yeah, and that was it. I'm surprised it took this long to be completely honest. Yeah. <laughs> Stop being mean, John. Um, yeah, no, I'm back. I've had I had a wild ride. I had a wild ride uh, the last good, couple. Good of to weeks. have you back. Good but no, back. nobody cares. It's good to be back. I missed. Uh, I missed. Uh, uh, you know, I, I I wish I was around the last game. That would have been fun. The last oh, yeah. game, you Boomer were Nick game. Well, Nick brought uh, the I, <laughs> I thought you were going to jump on because you were tweeting, and it was one of those games. And I was yeah. like, we're going to see John. It's one game. You jumped no, chat. I did. Yeah, I did. I missed you guys, but yeah, it's good to be back. Uh, like I said, a couple more games, home games this weekend. Uh, Nineteen so we'll games in the playoffs. Crazy. You guys should join us. Yeah, I'm back. I'll be here Friday night. Oh, you are. Yes, sir. That's a rarity. Right. I'm chilling, baby. That is a leader. Uh, that is a no, yeah, no gigs. I, I am a leader. Yeah. I don't have a no. gig this Friday. I have one next Friday. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So. Okay, we love it. Uh, good night, all. Support our sponsors, Athletic Greens. I did forget to tell you. Um, if you do do it, and I'll give you one last shout out for AG1. Uh, for those people, uh, check it out. One-year supply of vitamin D, five free travel packs, your first mm-hmm. purchase. We didn't say that part last time because Jimmy went off, off. True. I don't Did know you where get, you went. You, Gone. I went multivitamin scorched earth on everybody. And, and then I started beating on those guys too, and I forgot <laughs> to do what's called in the business a CTA, which is visit athleticgreens.com slash gardener, free one-year supply right. of vitamin D, five free travel packs. And I'm conditioned every time I say that, with your first purchase, plus you get one of these. And I got a couple of DMs recently. This is the new one. This is the new joint here. It's the new stuff. This, is, hot, this is literally hot off the press. Like, I literally. still think they're being made. I wore one today, and it was scorching hot. Can you confirm that I do have a helmet on my head in the one in the shirts that were made? Or is that and just Bobby nice? has snow on his head, I think. Or, like... Yeah, that's supposed to be a bucket hat, but they didn't change... Color of the bucket hat. Yeah, I got a bad it looks break. Like there, he just looks like he has white yeah, hair. I got a bad break. I asked Nick if he team. could take off the little, the little, uh, the little uh, uh, Napoleon Dynamite's pal mustache that I have going on there. Um, but but I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I can't. The little thing there. I can't get it. Yeah, vote for Pedro. Tim, mm. Tim says. Um, you know what i wanted i wanted a picture i think he wanted i think he wanted to ridicule each of us a little except for sharon who he respects too much yeah yeah my picture was a little out there but i i do wish that i hope that it has the hard hat i think that's the true me but we'll see yeah yeah either way the hard hat only for winning the hard hat is only for winning it's only for playoffs Mm. winning in the playoffs i should say Mm. yes but um (laughs) I guess we'll see you. I might get a T-shirt tomorrow. I'm going. I'm going to the uh, Lions. Den yeah, tomorrow. yeah, yeah. That's cool. We'll 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 talk about it more tomorrow. We'll see everybody uh, on Friday. And good night. <laughs>